Hey everyone, this is Brian and Marina with Good Dog Workshop, your podcast resource for successfully working with your dog. We'll help you sift through all the wrong and ridiculous information out there. We'll help you understand dogs and how to effectively work with the dog's nature, not against it. In short, we'll teach you how to speak dog. Thank you everyone for joining us. We apologize. It's been a couple weeks here. Uh, we've been super busy with work, which is awesome. Um, but welcome to our pup date. Yes, the, today's uh, today's topic is a pup date. So we're going to be talking about a couple of different dogs that we've already mentioned that we've mentioned in the past. So who are we starting with? We should start with the one um, who we mentioned first, which is Bagel. Bagel the Beagle. Bagel the Beagle got adopted. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And this was one that I had gotten from Falkir SPCA. Yep, you were fostering her from the SPCA. And do we know how long I had her? I mean... A month I, or I, so? I definitely don't. Michelle would know. Uh, I think it was a month or so. Essentially, we were waiting on heartworm treatment. You had okay. decided that she was not the dog for you, but she was a very nice pup. And so you were committed to finding her a nice home. Yeah, actually, on that on that note, we'll start backwards a little bit. This is Bagel is a is a one of my fosters that I actually do miss. Like yeah. I like I think about her in in the fifty or so fosters I've had over the years. I don't think about too many many of them much, mm-hmm. but I really did enjoy Bagel because she was super friendly and sweet, and she was really quiet. And then when she got her energy, she would do her little crazy zoomies and then race back to the house. And she was fairly trustworthy off leash around mm-hmm. the around the house and she came out of her her shell pretty well i mean she was she was such a nice pup mm-hmm. um and i like a pup that like climbs on you yes and wants to kind of you know we always say the dog is conquering you um but she was she was just so such a sweet dog so found her a um what i believe is a very good home i've, I've heard from the the owner once and said she's been she's been doing great and they're walking all the time and she's made Made some friends in uh, in the neighborhood. Um, only gotten a one update though. Wish I could get more. Yeah. Um, but she sounds very very happy and uh, and doing well there. It's, I think it's a I think it's a single woman. Yes. And she's actually not too far away. So yeah, maybe we could get together with her and and uh, and do a do a pup play date as our pup date. But yeah, bagel is bagel is doing well. So I am once again looking for my next Vivian. Well, on actually, that that, note, that's a that's another podcast, or is it part of this one? We were going to talk about Callie. Okay, I don't think we've told many people about Callie yet. No, we haven't. This is the I think this is the first podcast we've we've done since I've gotten Callie. So Callie is this uh, chunky little cattle dog. So apparently, I like chunky cattle dogs. That I got. She's a blue healer. She's, and you know, lots of opinions online. A blue healer. I had read once. That a blue healer was actually an Australian cattle dog combined with some amount of Australian shepherd. I thought that was a Texas healer. Again, lots of opinions online. Blue healer, Texas healer, red healer, all the same or different. Don't know. In any case, Callie is a cattle dog. She is chunky. She has an even smaller head for her girth. Yep. So she's kind of comical looking. Um, She's super sweet. Got her from... A rescue based in uh, in Annandale. This one has been a tough nut to crack. Yeah, Callie Callie's been been one of the more interesting ones I've uh, I've had, and she's been here maybe a month. And you very you very quickly adopted her. Yes, it was it wasn't my plan to do that. The rescue kind of had their way of doing things, and I was like, 
that, that that's fine. She's a she's an easy enough dog, but I wasn't sure what her what her place was going to be in the in the pack as an assistant for me at work because what I was looking for in another cattle dog was kind of something more like how Red was mm-hmm. was you know dominant, mischievous, you know, lots of lots of energy, likes doing his job, that sort of thing. Um, and I saw I saw some of that mischief in her eyes in the in the photo that I saw the first photo I saw of her online, and that's that's what made me gravitate towards her. And uh, she's a really sweet girl. She shows some dominance from time to time, like that one time that you came over and Sailor came into the garage and she was standing in the doorway and she lifted her tail just a little bit and Sailor was like, okay, I'm going to be back outside. So She's put her teeth on Sasha a few times. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The first time she met Sasha, she, she told her what to do. She told her to settle down. Yeah. Um, mm. So she does, she does know how to mother and I think she's pretty good at it and haven't seen it enough to know how fair she is because... Mm-hmm. But she's easily called off. Yes, yes, she's very responsive to to sound. Still startles a um, a little bit more than she should. But yeah, she's coming out of her shell because when I first got her, I think for the first four days, unless we went up to her and put the leash on and took her outside, she was in a bed in a corner of you know various rooms of the of the house. She really just wanted to be by herself and wanted to be invisible. Um, so the information that I got. Um, about her from the rescue. I'm sorry, the rescue is, is called um, the Little Black Dog Rescue, and mm-hmm. I think they're based in Annadale, somewhere in Fairfax County, I believe. They got her from some place in Texas, and the only information they were told is that she was found trapped in a barn. Mm. Um, based on what I've seen, she either had very little interaction with them, with humans, or very negative interaction with humans or she had to show a very high level of submission to people because for the first week and a half if me or michelle went up to her she would put her head down be submissive um, sometimes even crawl to us if we came over but what was different about this is she refused to make eye contact. Right. She did not want to make the mistake of challenging, challenging any of us with her eyes. And I have not I've not seen that in a dog to this degree. You know, we work with dogs like that and we can usually get them over that within one session. But, you know, she held on to this for for a while and they're guessing she's four, five, six years old. So this could be for many years, this is the pattern of behavior that she was taught is don't challenge me and right. um, you know handled with or approached with a lot of a lot of dominance there um, and and personally that's that's kind of tough to see that in a dog and know that that's where that comes from and not feel bad about that yeah so that I can do my job and show her good leadership and not you know just be emotional with this dog and feel bad for for this dog and you know she's she's got a limp on her on her front leg and she's probably has maybe an ac an old acl she also had um i'm gonna say the wrong one pyometra yes yeah she had pyometra um i don't know exactly what that is but it's it's not good it's like an infection of the of the uterus um and so she had emergency surgery there and then she had a couple of masses on on her uh uh, on her belly there, on her abdomen. And a little bit of a rough start, this one. Yeah, yeah, definitely a, r- a rough start for her. But she was also eh, somewhere between overweight and obese, but to the point where clearly walking for her was not comfortable. 
So I think in she a, just doesn't have a lot of energy either. Yeah. So and you were very worried about that, but I think it has a lot to do with having an infection and also being so overweight that and not required to exert a lot of energy. I think she's just kind of used to. Yeah. Or or if she was locked in a barn, not allowed to yeah. exert any energy, you know, even get up and move around much. And who knows, maybe she was locked in a crate in a barn or something. But yeah, yeah I, would, I would say that her muscles are pretty well atrophied. And she's lost weight. So according to the scales that the, at the SPCA, she's lost a little over three pounds. Good. So she's down to 50.8 or something, which is still heavy for a cattle dog. Um, but she's, she's continuing to lose. And, you know, she didn't know stairs when she first got here. So we had to work on that. And that took... Took, I think, about three or four days, um, and now she, you know, she flies up and down the stairs really well. Um, she can jump up on the on the bed and the couch, and um, she... One thing I want to point out about this yep. process, a lot of people take a lot longer to get their, their dog, who probably came from an outside situation, to adapt to the indoors. Do you think that's because of how adaptable Kelly is? Because I think it's because of how willing you are to encourage her to overcome these things and to learn these things i mean you know i would i would say all dogs are really pretty adaptable but no this is this is what we do we right. we you know we help dogs become better uh better versions of themselves and 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 because it is also my job i'm just doing it all the time so it's easy for me to you know instead of uh, finishing finishing work coming home for an appointment or being done with phone calls for the day or whatever instead of just going and sitting in front of the tv i'm going to be doing something with the with the dogs anyway right. so yeah I'm, I'm working at this more than than the average person would or the average person has time to do um so yeah i think i think she's come come along fairly fast um and she so last thing i want to say on that is she has gotten up into the excursion herself once okay and that's a pretty steep and tall climb but she's been able to to do it but i also think with her with her back leg um it's probably not all that comfortable to to do that but we were just outside in the backyard mm -hmm. and she was kind of chasing the other dogs around her playing ball doing her cattle dog Which is thing new. yeah and that's really new and 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 the 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 vivacity is with with which she was doing it today was cool she pricked her ears up and you know trotted more than lifted more than her tail three feet yeah she got her tail up and and charged and one thing that's really interesting about her um is she generally does not put her ears up high the way red always did yep. most cattle dogs do or even shepherds but as soon as she hears one of the toys in the house squeak, squeak. when she hears a squeak those ears pop up and she's racing towards whatever it is and then she doesn't know what to do with it you know, the squeaky ball, she's like, okay, I know there's a squeaker around here, but stop putting this this rubber ball in my face. She doesn't understand the squeaker is in the ball. Mm -hmm. She's figured it out with stuffed toys, though. And then she'll just grab it and then walk about six feet away, you know, drop her chunk to the ground and then just go squeak, 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 squeak. And that's like her, fa her favorite thing to do is just, <laughs> is just squeak, a, squeak a toy. But, uh, yeah, she she's really awesome. She is She's shown me that she is definitely more Vivian than Red. Yep. Is she's much calmer meeting other dogs than I thought she was going to be. She's much more tolerant of other dogs. And when we worked with a client this past weekend, she and there were how many dogs in that small space? Did we have eight? You had Jake, not me. No, 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 no. You and I up in Maryland. But no, we had six dogs total. Okay. Okay. Oh, yes. And, and eventually it got, I guess, noisy enough where she just kind of went to a corner and plopped down. Not mm -hmm. in a not in a fearful way, but just like yeah, I want to avoid all this chaos. Yeah, 
Um, and that's kind of something more that more that Vivian would do. So I'm still I'm still looking for for a dominant dog yeah. here, and I probably will get another male because I don't. It makes more sense to have a mix of sizes and and genders when we go to clients' homes. So I'll probably probably look for a dominant male. And one thing you always said about Vivian, because she was basically furniture, is that if a dog was going to go after Vivian, that said a lot about that dog and mm -hmm. we maybe had a lot more work to do yeah i don't think that's not i don't think that's untrue for callie either because i don't think she walks into somebody's house ready to show dominance no she sort of keep keeps to herself first no. and then shows the dominance yes needed in, in in a sense but she will go up to inspect whereas right. vivian's like cool i'm on my own i'm outside i'm on my feet i'm going to start sniffing so she will let anyone vivian would let anyone come up to her whereas callie's like oh you're going to sniff me well i'm going to sniff you too so sure, she sure. she starts the conversation differently so um, yeah, not as not as soft and, and easygoing as Vivian, um, but it's only been a month, so we'll see right. see what else evolves from her. Yep, um, there's more to this. Yeah, one. but she's she's such a sweet girl, and she rides great in the in the truck, and she likes her um, her pup cups that we get at uh, at Effie's Effie's ice cream in Warrenton. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, and um, uh, she sleeps sleeps really quietly. Apparently, we just found out that she will howl. At a, uh, a fire a engine. Siren. Siren. That was awesome. That was funny. Nice. <laughs> you called it an alto. I think it might have even been lower than that. But Tenor. It was a, yeah, nice little, nice Ooh. little sound from her. It was awesome. So, so that's our that's our pup date on on Callie. Who's next, next? I'd like to talk about Squirty. Squirt it's been a minute since we talked about Squirty. Squirtimus Maximus. Yeah, he was this little uh, corgi. This was two years ago. We first encountered him. Yes. Um, we worked with his original owners at Vent Hill. And that video is online of you helping mm -hmm. show them how to, how to um, help him through resource guarding. Yeah. That's on our website. Yeah. He has a Goldilocks story. He had. Oh, yeah. Uh, ah, that's a good way to put it. Three homes with us. The first one was to this, and the second one was to this, and the third seems to be just seems to right. Be just right, yeah. And I think that his size in each of the homes sort of conveys that too because in his first home he was real skinny for oh a corgi. interesting in I his like second it. home he was real chunky for a corgi and being walked in a wagon instead of walked and yeah in his third home he's got perfect muscling he's the perfect corgi size and he gets to gets to be around people who are make their living through being on a farm yeah so he's outside all the time around horses yep Lots around, of lots um, of exercise. A black lab puppy. Yeah, he's got a black lab puppy to to learn from. How was their interaction, him and Tuck? Last uh, time? he's definitely bossy to Tuck. Okay. Uh, despite Tuck being bigger and intact, Squirty is in charge of that dog. Nice. <laughs> but they like to play. Yeah. Together, he just lets Tuck know when he's had enough. Nice. Or when he would like Tuck to not be doing what he's doing. Um. But. Squirty's issue has been being willing to put his teeth on people, and and not not in a nippy way. No, in a he will draw blood because yeah. he did with me. He's sharp. Like twenty seconds after I mm -hmm. after I signed the paperwork with him and was driving him home. Rotten. Yeah. Um. And he's done that with pretty much everyone, everyone, including his current owner. Yeah, but but they're gonna it's, stick with it. Cause, oh yeah. Yeah, because they don't uh, 
they don't uh, run away from a, from any kind of challenge with this dog. And they and they do love him, and it is a fantastic oh, yeah. home for him. Oh yeah, um, his owner is not afraid of him. No, nope. um, she is one tough lady. Mm-hmm. So I showed her what I did when you started fostering Squirty, which is I put on some gloves and just went to town playing with him, pulling on his feet, pulling on his ears, and playing with his tail and making it a positive thing, but also I'm going to be dominant in right. this game we play. Um, I worked on the resource guarding with food and it's been probably a year and a half or two years. I go and see him and he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I said, squirty. <laughs> he was like, this lady again. <laughs> yeah. Guess I have to be on my best behavior. So no gloves started messing with him, started pulling at his teeth, pulling at his ears, playing with him, and he rolls over for me he's like yep you're allowed to do whatever yeah <laughs> so i showed his owner once you have his respect you have it forever yep just earn his respect start with the gloves let him know that you're allowed to do whatever you need to to him you'll have it forever he'll know he can't mess with you it's when you know constantly someone is pulling away from him and he he uses those teeth to get you to back up from him that he's going to um repeat that behavior yeah that's what corgis are like. Yeah, They're not just the fluffy butts you see on YouTube. No, and and I think it's also interesting that because he's really small for a corgi and he has that perpetual grin on his face. Oh, I love him. People just think, oh, this cute little stuffed animal. No, this dude is super mischievous. And then I'll bite you and smile again. Yeah. <laughs> he loves being a corgi. Yep. And he's fast, too. When he would when he would chase Ariel chase Nepal, so yeah he's a he's a very confident little dude and he needs a confident owner and I think Martha and Jack are excellent for him yes and it's it's terrific that they that they got that um, that second pup even I, I think right before they they got Squirty yeah because I think if Squirty had been an only dog he would have been more difficult that's probably right because he it kind of seems like he has an outlet for some of his some of his energy yeah with uh, with Tuck we did um. An off-leash walk. Well, Tuck was on leash, but Squirty won't leave Martha. And Oh, cool. Yeah. So we did a walk around the fields there, and I had Sasha and Squirty off-leash, and he stuck right by, and he counted to make sure everyone was there, just like, um, just like Sasha does. Right. He remembered Sasha and Sailor, and same reaction as to me. Ah, crap. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, I'm not going to get away with anything with Sailor. Yeah, yeah he, he definitely has that attitude of, of a teenager. Is, yeah. I'm going to try and mess with everyone I can. Let me see how far I can get here. Yeah, but then when someone tells me that I need to stop screwing around, okay, Uh-oh. fine, I'll stop yeah. screwing around. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cool little dude. So ha- I'm so happy to see him happy. And honestly, Martha was asking me, do you think this is the right home for him? Do you think he's happy? And I said, put your worries yeah. to bed you should have seen where he came from before you he was fat he was you know didn't have that energy he used to have he didn't trust people as easily this couldn't be better and he for him. he my understanding was that he towards the end he was putting his teeth on every single person that family and i think that was four or five people oh my goodness and they they got to the point where they were afraid to interact with him or pick him up or whatever i'm like okay the less confidence you show the worse this gets yeah and so. and his Squirty's confidence went down too, his faith in people. Yeah, yeah, he he definitely he definitely was was less trusting when he came back the second time. Mm-hmm. And and on a not anymore. You know, on a on a very personal note, 
for us to take in, for me to take in a, a dog, um, you get attached to them for the most part. I'm not going to take a dog that I, that I don't like Yeah. at this point. Um, so I became really fond of him, adopted him out. And I was somewhat reluctant because I was, yes, this happened a little quick. It was spur of the moment. But they had another Corgi who loved playing with Squirty. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, okay, great. But then over time, you know, having some trouble here. And then I would see pictures and I'm like, Squirty's getting fat. Yeah. And they get more pictures. He's getting fatter. He yeah. got so fat. And, uh, I, you know, just, just like Callie, they don't feel good. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like and when I got him back the second time, I was like, you know what? This is actually a good thing. I'm not going to feel bad, bad that I adopted him to a home and then he got returned to me. Because as, as a foster parent, you can't help but feel partly responsible for of I course. made a mistake. I made made the wrong choice in, in putting this, this dog with this with this family. You can't take all the responsibility, though. Yeah. Well, how, however it is, got him back, and I think we found a fantastic home for him. And how long was he here for the second time? It wasn't even a month, right? No, not very long. Just a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. I think. He had lost some weight, but now, I mean, he's he well-muscled. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, too skinny, too fat, just right. Yeah. If we're ready to move on from Squirty, yeah, let's we do, have a similar story with Bean. Let's do our next uh, one with Bean. A little bit of... Uh, Goldilocks there too. And this, although, and this is a pup date because we talked about Bean in a previous podcast. We didn't name her, and Bean is a nickname. Um, and that this is in, in the previous podcast we called her sister. Sister. Mm-hmm. So after that home, and I didn't say where she was at the time, but she joined me, and was fostered by my roommate and I for how long? Oh, only a few weeks. Yeah, so short short time. Mm-hmm. And from the get go, she fit in seamlessly into your pack didn't she oh yeah and and this was a dog who was attacking another dog in this family that's what they said (laughs) her vet records even say that they say she came in because she started a fight with the other dog Mm -hmm. i i now don't believe it and i've i've looked back on some videos of this family together and i just think there was tension between all three dogs and I don't know if you could pinpoint any one of them starting it or not. No, I think I think that's a good way to to put it. I thought the thought the same thing myself. I'm like, dog one is a little bit different than dog two is a little bit different than dog three. So you just you 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 almost had to be learn to be three different energies, three different types of leadership to right. each of these dogs because they were so different, and that's not easy to do. And as I don't want to harp on it too much because we talked about it so recently, but as we stated in the previous podcast. We think the owner's perception of what was happening w- was, was a huge reason why this pack couldn't be organized. Oh. And her perception... That's a super nice way to put it. Thank you. I can be a diplomat sometimes. Okay, very good. Um, her perception was that Bean was the aggressor. And it just cannot be true. Um, I-, I will say, just like in the story with Squirty... A dog can be different from one environment to another, but mm-hmm. this amount of difference is incredible. Being with my pack, and this is a little bit less of a story of to this, to this, just right. Yeah, It's more like, this is not a good fit at all. This is better. This is perfect. Right. Uh, so in my pack, it was a lot better. Um, I took her to the dog park. She met one of my friend's boxers, and they played 
wonderfully together. Um, she did fine with my dogs, trying to figure out their language and understand them. Um, Sailor never stopped growling at her, <laughs> but she never took issue with it. But, um, but I mean, we knew we knew why because she was she's too much energy. Yeah, for him. you're just kind of bouncing around a lot. Sailor's like, don't bring that near me. Sailor does not want a dog to be more excited than he is near him near him right and th- and that he's like i am the line right in my in my book that's fair is you it get is fair you get to growl you get to protest if someone is in your grill with too much energy i think i think that's totally fair so i i correct him when he's claiming something but something sure but his own space no that's totally fair yeah and i know he won't he never took it too far um and, and just real quick one thing that that i thought was so cool is unlike Callie who you know was a slow burn and she's still warming up to things when you took Bean in it it, was like a sigh of relief yeah it was as like it was as if she had been there for years already it was completely seamless the first thing we did was pack walk them on the very day I picked her up and it was like a breath of fresh air it was like she had known these dogs for a while yeah okay i guess i'm here and and the thing that is amazing to me about being is she's even more bottom of the barrel than i thought existed because i think of sasha as pretty low on the totem pole and she could be corrected by sasha right um and just be straight as a line after a sasha level correction which is normally only true for a puppy right and which is i think is also interesting because you look at bean and you would not think that she's anything below a middle of the pack dog. You, you look at you look at this. She you wants know, no trouble from anyone. Yeah, she re- she really doesn't. It's awesome. Yeah, really cool. I I sent uh, her current owner a picture of her in her first home, and you can see the concern. Yeah. on her face. Yep. But in my home, um, she came out of her shell. She started to learn about things. I like I said, introduced her to friends' dogs. Took her to the dog park. Uh, she played with my dogs. Yeah, why don't you describe that for our, for our listeners, how she wasn't sure what to do with with Sasha when Sasha wanted to play with her or chase yeah, her? Yeah, that, that became very interesting. Um, Sasha does her, woo, woo, her shepherd play. Yeah. She thinks herding is a game and is the only game anyone should ever play. <laughs> and at first, Bean was like, oh, my God, I'm getting attacked. <laughs> and, and would just go completely still and Sasha would be like, you're supposed to run. <laughs> um, then Bean started to play like a boxer, which is using her arms instead of her mouth. Yeah. And Sasha was like, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> and they were trying to figure out each other's language. And finally, Sasha would still make her, but there was a, some uncertainty in there because Sasha would lift up her paw oh, right, and cool. try to play the way Bean did. And as, Everyone should know if they listen to this podcast, Sasha has vivid dreams. Sasha started to lift her paws in her dreams <laughs> like she was playing with Bean. And she never had before. Never. She's always <laughs> snapping her teeth before. Right, and, right, right. Or running so, running with her feet. So in these dreams, she's lifting her paw like she's pawing at Bean. So they figured each other out and took a while. Um, another good example, I would try to introduce Bean on leash on walks to other dogs and... She would avoid the other dog and go for the owner. Mm. She's very friendly with all people. Go, go for the owner. You mean go towards the go owner. Go towards yeah, the okay. owner for attention. Right. Um, but she sort of cautiously tiptoed around other dogs, and that dissipated as well. Okay. Um, what I said in our appointment the first time we ever met Bean was, 
I feel like this dog does not recognize body cues, body yeah. language cues from mm-hmm. other dogs and doesn't trust her judgment on that. And that became a lot better. Yeah. And she became a lot more confident with other dogs. Um, was always confident with people. And so when I called one of my favorite ever clients, and I just won't, I won't say her name That's today. Fine. Um, we know who you're talking about. Yeah. One of my favorite ever clients. Uh, I called her and I said, she's, she loves this breed of dog. And she met me downtown and she said, well, can I walk her for a bit? And I said, sure. And Bean did not even look back. Yeah. <laughs> She was like, okay, I guess this person's taking me. She's so trusting of people. And she was just like, okay, new lady. Right. And she followed her. And, of course, my client fell in love with her. So I rehomed Bean to my client. My client has a uh, two boxer mixes. Mm-hmm. And... um. You sent me a picture that was super cool. They're the all lined up. Yeah. Yeah. She, I said, my home was better. This home was perfect. Yeah. And in each home, being lived with two other dogs. And right. So in the first of, time, the it was absolutely not working. In my home, they were making it work. And now it's perfect. Yep. I've been there a couple of times. Um, she loves these two males that she lives with she follows them they even got out of the house into the yard and my client uses invisible fence so the two boys stayed in the fence and when they didn't follow bean out of the fence bean came back drawn by the gravity of her new pet. <laughs> right right um she plays with them they play perfectly together shares toys share space and and bean's new owner also fosters so from time to time so there's actually other... there's six dogs in the house right now excellent uh two puppies uh, and the puppies are the only dogs I've ever seen being correct. But Bean used to be a breeding dog. Right. So that made perfect sense. And she corrected perfectly. Um, another female being fostered in the house right now. Not a perfectly socialized dog either. Yeah. Um, not a single issue. Not one. Outstanding. That is the happiest ending I could. Yeah, that is. I, that is I, it. If I, I couldn't have dreamt it. <sighs> yeah, I... I hadn't even thought about this person for for Bean, so I'm I'm so glad. Did she just call you out of the blue, or because this was? She listened to our podcast and she said, "You have a submissive female boxer, and you didn't call me." <laughs> That's right. That's and I was like, oh, "I've been working yeah, sorry on." Sorry about that. I've been working on her, and I didn't know what well, I was going to do. Yeah, with her. we didn't know she was looking for another dog. My client, who I adore, if I haven't said it already, she knows who she is. Lost her last female boxer to old age in September. And I wasn't sure. I didn't know she was ready. Ah, okay. Um, but I told her, when you're ready, mm-hmm. this is what you should look for. And it, it's and pretty it much happened. been. Not only that, she sent me a picture of her records and she said, is this her birthday? Uh, which is May 20th. Okay. I said, yes. And she said, that was my Sasha's birthday. No way. Yep. Okay, that's a little stars are in alignment. No kidding. Stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow, okay. I didn't know that. And she, she just, I went to go check on her and collect the papers. And she said to me, I needed her. And I was like, this is why I do this job. Oh. <laughs> this is why I do this job. 
And what's so cool about that and kind of with Squirty is they're relatively close. So neither of these people are out of state. So when we want to, we could, you know, we could see these dogs or, or run into them in, in town or something like that. Um, and that that's nice for us to yeah. be able to, you know, just kind of check up on things, but not not check up, but but to see how how the dog is doing or hear how the how the dog is doing. So yeah. that, that's really to, cool to, to know that they're happy. Yeah. To know with certainty that they're happy. Yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding is a perfect word. So. Yeah, that is. Uh, so that is our pup date for uh, for today. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or really wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to check out our videos on YouTube and my Instagram, at Marina, the number four good dog workshop. This has been Brian and Marina. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. Take care.